you are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in, everyone, to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. We're continuing into game week leading up to the season opener against Ole Miss down in Atlanta. Um, However, we do have a special episode for you today for the first time since I've launched the podcast. We're bringing on our first special guest, former University of Louisville wide receiver, Jaquay Savage. Quay, how's it going, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Man, I can't complain. Where, where are you living? I said, I think you said you were living in Georgia. Where at in Georgia? So, um, okay, so me and my girlfriend was living in Nashville. We sold the house, and now we have a house getting built in Tampa, Florida. So we're oh, waiting nice, for our house nice. to get built in Tampa, Florida. And we're just waiting right now in Georgia to move down to Florida. I hear you go. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so before we get into the content, um, we'll, I'm going to talk to Quay a little bit about his time at Louisville, um, what it was like to play in the first Chick-fil-A kickoff game for the Cards back in 2015, and then we'll transition into a little Lamar Jackson talk to finish out the episode. Before, before we get into that, uh, like I said, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a recruiting analyst and a feature writer, while also doing some PA announcing work for various university sports, such as uh, baseball, soccer, lacrosse, field hockey, etc. You can follow me on Twitter at Depends underscore. You can also follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. And also, if you're an NFL fan, the season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. From August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's ultimate season preview is taking you through every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lacamfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcasts. So diving right on into it, like I said, we have Jaquay Savage with us on the broadcast. Uh, first and foremost, um, for those who don't know Quay, uh, played, I believe, you had to correct me, Quay, I think it was, what, 2000, you got here in 2014, is that right? You redshirted here, right? Is that uh, yeah, film? Yeah, I redshirted there, so... Um... I, I, I was at Texas A&M 2013, so 2014 I set out, and then 2015 I played, and 2016 I played, and 2017-18 I went to Cincinnati. Right, right. So uh, it, it's kind of interesting because, and we'll talk about here in just a little while, your first game for the Cards was actually you know, the first appearance that the Louisville program had in the Chick-fil-A kickoff uh, game down in Atlanta, which was in the Georgia Dome, and uh, now being the second game, I thought it was pretty coincidental. But I mm-hmm. promise I didn't do that on purpose. But in terms of Louisville, um, you know, why Louisville? What made you, you know, consider to come to the Derby City when you entered the transfer portal? Okay, so I really did. Okay, so I, I remember Louisville, like, because I knew like they had a great basketball team and like a good football team, and I've been seeing them a lot. But I, I, I like so when I started looking into Louisville, it was because of Shaq, because you know Shaq Wiggins, because right. we went to high school, we went to high school together, and like we was best friends and all that. And he went to Georgia, and I went to Texas A and M. So he was leaving Georgia, and he was, and I wanted to leave Texas A and M. So he was like, "Okay, bro, my coach is going to Coach Grantham is going to Louisville." So I'm like, "Okay." So he was like, "Bro, I want you to come on a visit with me." So I'm like, and I went on a visit with him. And then when I came to Louisville, I'm like, yo, this this is, like, it wasn't even just the football aspect. It was just like, oh, I loved it, especially when I took me to Forestry. Like, it was just like a whole vibe. Like, it's downtown, but, like, you get country vibes and city vibes. And, like, it was just right. everything all in one. And I was like, I definitely can be here. Like, I love it. Like, 
for not like to this day Louisville is my favorite city. Like no matter what happened, like all the ups and downs I had, like I grew I, I grew as a person in Louisville. Like I had my worst times, I had my best times in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Like but I knew immediately, like when I went and visited, like it was like it was over. Like even though I went to a bigger school at first, like as soon as I know as soon as I went on that visit with Shaq and Coach Grantham, like it was over. And, and, and talking about that, um you know, being a being a wide receiver, um, what was your relationship like with, with Grantham throughout the process? And, you know, what was your relationship like with, you know, some of the other coaches within that program for those three years? Okay, so um, I had a great relationship with Coach Grantham. Obviously, he was my recruiting coordinator. Um, I had a great relationship with – well, I loved all the defensive coaches. I loved um, Coach McGee, uh, you know, Coach LT and all them. But I really love like Coach McGee and and um, Coach Grantham was by far my favorite. Right, and I like how you mentioned you know you kind of get that country feel in the city because I I think that that perfectly epitomizes Louisville. Like you know, at times it doesn't seem like this is a city that should be a part of Kentucky because it's it's kind of polarizingly different. Mm-hmm. But you also you know you mentioned you do get those country vibes. But um you know another thing that you know I've I've you know when I've talked to people that aren't from the city. You know, they talk about, you know, some of the food places being, you know, some one of the reasons why they like it here. What were, you know, some places that, you know, you liked if it was like, um you know, like a little hole in the wall place or, you know, even like a chain restaurant? Were there any places that, you know, you kind of found yourself going to more often than not? Um, I mean, think, um, obviously, you know, you like Mount Fuji. I like, oh, yeah, Mount oh, yes. Fuji, uh-huh. eggs. I like, um, my favorite breakfast spot is Holland Morning. I probably went there every, listen, every Sunday, Holland Morning. I like that a lot. I, I definitely like that a lot. <laughs> in, in terms of, you mentioned, like you said, you started out, you know, you actually committed to Auburn out of high school and ended up going to prep school, ended up uh-huh. at Texas A&M and then Louisville and then finished out at Cincinnati. And obviously you spent most of the time in Louisville uh, getting your yeah. degree here. Uh, but, but, you know, in, in terms of – Overall, you know, what stood out the most about Louisville that these other programs didn't have? And I'm not necessarily saying that these programs weren't special in their own right, but there has to be something that, you know, drew you to the university, you know, and made it feel like home for you. I'm Look, I'm so glad that you finally said, like, you're the first person to ever say you signed with Auburn. Like, everybody in the world thinks I went to Auburn. Like, I did not go to Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody was like, oh, you went to all like you went to five. Like, everybody be like, you went to eight different schools. You went to Auburn. You went like I'm like, no, I never went to Auburn. I just signed. <laughs> There's a difference between signing and enrolling. Yeah, and it was crazy. That was my first game I played. So like, the first yeah, I, game I, was, like, I didn't even put that together. Like I, I don't know why. Yeah. Like you know, I was look, I was looking at it, and like I gotta be honest. Before like uh, there was a couple months ago when I was kind of looking through. Um, you know, what you were doing at Texas A&M before you came here. Cause I remember, you know, being, you know, younger in high school and remembering you, you know, committing to here and thinking, you know, how good was he at Texas A&M? And then I realized, whoa, 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 pause, rewind. This man actually signed with Auburn. So I'm like, how many people actually know that? Cause I hadn't heard that. I haven't, I hadn't heard that. And I wouldn't have heard that had I not done my research. So, you know, I'm glad that you're glad that I said all that about Auburn, but I didn't even realize yeah. that that was actually your first game at Louisville as well. Against the team that I was committed to my whole – I was I committed to them all through high school. So it was like, dang, like I'm playing against them. So like when I was out there, I like knew all of them. The recruiting class, like it was it was crazy the whole week. I was talking to them the whole week. But mm-hmm. I think 
So, like, I feel like my best playing was obviously at A&M. So, because, like, I was getting molded into a great receiver due to me being behind the best receiver in the country, which was Mike Evans at the time. Like, he was my big brother. So, like, that was probably my best plan because when I went to Louisville, like, obviously I was a way better receiver at Louisville, but, like, it was just different kind of coaching styles. Like, I love all the coaches, but, like, I just, like, some of the stuff that Petrino and all that, like, some of the stuff that happened shouldn't have happened. And I know I put mm-hmm. myself in the hole a little bit, but um, I just feel like stuff could have been better, but I wouldn't go back and change yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, stuff happens in life. I mean, you live and you learn. Absolutely. And I mean, it's all about growing. And, you know, I, I, I like to think of it like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people could probably draw comparisons to your situation, you know, in, in terms of Texas A&M and Louisville. You know, you start out in one place and you learn a lot of valuable stuff that, you know, builds the foundation to allow absolutely. you to, to level up. into. But I want to kind of shift conversation into that Chick-fil-A game. Before we do that, let's talk a little bit about betonline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, betonline.com is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. And also be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo which is make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. If you're not a football fan or a sports fan in general, your favorite Vegas casino games are there. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. So, like I mentioned, we have Jaquay Savage, former Louisville wide receiver, in studio with us right now. And like I said, I want to shift to the you know, Chick-fil-A kickoff game that we've been kind of talking about. And for mm-hmm. those who aren't aware, um, Louisville's been to this game twice in their program history, obviously the first time in 2015, and they're going to be playing again here on Monday against Ole Miss uh, in two different venues. The last year, the Georgia Dome is when you played in it, Quay, and uh, they're playing in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But I feel like the obviously the atmospheres are very comparable. So, I mean, just talk to me about, you know, your first game within the program at any time, you know, first game of the season, you're squaring off with a high caliber opponent and in an atmosphere like that. I mean, that's got to be, you know, what you work for as a collegiate athlete, right? Yes. Okay. So, like, it wasn't that big of a deal to me because, like, I was at Texas a and it's, it's nothing to get 100000 on the blowout game. You know what I'm saying? That, so, that, yeah, that 12th man. That the 12th man <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> so it's nothing to get a hundred thousand, but like I haven't played in a whole year. So when we went to Atlanta to play Auburn, it was so crazy because I haven't played in a whole year. I haven't seen that. I haven't got that feeling in the whole year. So I was like kind of gunshot for a second because you got to think about it. Auburn is only forty five minutes from Atlanta, so they got most of the fans there. When I mm-hmm. tell you that that was probably the liveest game I have ever. I have ever been to, played in, did anything with. And I played, in, and you got to understand, like, I played in the Texas A&M Auburn game with Johnny Manziel. Right. And when I tell you that Louisville and, and Auburn game was what, like, it was. Yeah, it was for, like, for context, I mean, that's a big thing to say. Yes, it was crazy. Like, I've never played in a game that loud and that big, ever. Like, mm-hmm. never. Never. Hey, hey. 
And you mentioned like you having that SEC experience, and I wonder, you know, for you know, ninety nine percent of of the guys that were on that Cardinal team didn't necessarily have the luxury to have that experience. So, were you able to, you know, shed any type of like um, perspective in terms of trying to, you know, help some of the younger guys to stay grounded? Because I feel like it would be extremely easy to like get really wound up for this game, and that kind of being a little counterproductive on the field, being too amped up. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, all all our younger guys, all our younger guys in Louisville, they were some dogs. You know, you had Jalen, you had Pete, you had you had all them. Because you got to think about it, when they played against Auburn, all of them got in and they went crazy. All of them were some dogs. So you got mm-hmm. Jalen, Pete, all them, the money. So like, they know. I talk to them every day to this day. I'm like, yes, bro, I love y'all, bro. Like they hit the ground running, and like obviously they went through certain situations with probably the same situation that I but I right. don't want to get into that. So yeah. like it was just they were great. There was some young kids that was ready to work immediately. Like certain schools you go to it'd be it, they they're waiting for their time because there's people in front of them but like the, that was the first class I've ever been with that they was like they hit the ground running. The first game, Devontae Pete went crazy. You remember that, right? Against Auburn. Oh, yeah. I yeah did, and they, I feel like Jalen Smith played pretty Jaylen, well against Auburn Travion, as well. Samuel, all of them. Jalen, Travion, Samuel, Money, all of them. They went crazy. Like, I'm like, yo, like, they hit the ground running. So, I was really proud of them. But, like, back yeah. to what, like, it was a question that I didn't ask before. Like, what, what led me to, like, the difference of Louisville and, like, all the other schools is, like, one thing about Louisville is what I love. When you in Louisville, nothing like when you're athlete at Louisville, it's like the best feeling ever. It's just Louisville; it ain't nothing else but Louisville sports. Mm-hmm. Like, and oh, I yeah. always like what you say. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there, and I I kind of think it's a weird situation because Louisville's kind of like a tweener city that you know they have somewhat of a of a pro presence with like kind of like the. Uh, the yeah. USL soccer and now the NWSL yeah. and stuff like that, AAA baseball. It's like yeah. it's kind of a, a step below a pro city, but it's like a like a college city on steroids. Like yeah. this is definitely yeah. a college city. Anyone who's been to the city knows that this, you know, outside yeah. of college basketball, which is one of the best basketball markets in the world, you know, football yeah. has grown tremendously over, you know, yeah. the past 20, 30 years. And um, yeah, I think that you're you're definitely right. I mean, the, these fans are very passionate about their their sports. Like Louisville is like the Tennessee Titans in in, in, in Nashville. Like, right, it's that's all it is. Like obviously they have a hockey team, but like, but if, mm-hmm. you know the basketball team is going to be great no matter what. So yeah, like, that that's not even in discussion. But it was great. I can't wait to come back. I'm trying to decide which game I want to come through. I don't I don't know if it's going to be the UCF game or. I want to come to the UK game. I don't, so I'm trying to decide which game I want right. to come to this year. Yeah, and I mean, and I think that one of the reasons why this program has really gotten a big backing from the fan base. I mean, in any program, it's going to be you know success yields you know more turnout, and we saw that in the mm-hmm. early 2000s and in Bobby's first stint. Uh, when he had you know Brian Brom and Michael Bush, that team uh, one went away in my opinion from going to a national title in '06, and then you bring in Charlie Strong, you know with Teddy Bridgewater and company, Devontae Parker, and then you kind of transition into a new period where you know since you know Strong left, we've been kind of hovering. We had that a, a little time in 2016, which we'll kind of get to here in just a second, where it so seemed like Lamar you know, Jackson? yeah, where well, we were Best going to uh, ever. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I definitely agree with that. We'll get into Lamar Jackson. But, you know, I, I want to talk about now, the Louisville football program now. Yeah. You know, in, okay. I, in terms of, you know, where we're at, I think that I'm not necessarily saying we're at a crossroads because I think the COVID year was just kind of bad for everyone. Um, you know, minus a few, you know, top tier programs. I think that this is going to be a, a bounce back year for Louisville. You know, I don't, I'm not sure how much you've seen a play, but, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Tutu Atwell and Des Fitzpatrick because I know you've had to see those guys show out. I mean, what, what's been your impression of them watching them in Cardinal uniforms? Um, you know, Des, Des is my little brother because, you know, I played him the whole time I was there. So, right. well, except except before my, my year when Devontae was there. But, like, Des is – he's probably the best rock runner I've ever seen. Like, I love Des. I ne- I, I've seen Tutu play, but I never, like, really met him. But uh, he's a great receiver, like – on all series, like he don't have the size, but like he has the speed, the quickness, he has the hands, he has all that, and he he seems like he a hard worker. So he seems like a player that's gonna be like a Deshaun Watson, I mean a Deshaun Jackson type player that can play a long time in the league. Right, and you know, I I actually had someone ask me who the the first guest was going to be, and I told him it was going to be you. And the first thing that uh, the first response was, you have to ask about what it was like to play with Lamar Jackson. I said, chill. Relax. I mean, I, I'm going to. <laughs> Definitely don't get me wrong. Before we get into that talk, um, I want to talk a little bit about Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's got nine delicious flavors with the occasional limited time flavor. If you're not necessarily familiar with the product or if you are still trying to try out some of the products, you can get a, a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine um, some of the flavors include coconut, pre- peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, etc. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also healthy as well. Most of the flavors have 17 to 18 grams of protein, anywhere from 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar and net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whichever you like. Be sure to go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. That is, once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. So your first season, uh, Quay, uh, like I said, we're here with Jaquay Savage, um, former Louisville wide receiver. Um, Your first game back in 2015 was also the fans' first glimpse at Lamar Jackson. um, Played here and there, especially in that second half. And I thought he played played pretty decent at the end of the game against Auburn. There was kind of a – a little point in time where I was like, okay, are we about to make a comeback? And obviously it didn't come to fruition, but you know, uh, I want to, I want to talk about that growth in between year one and year two, because you know, no one in terms of the fans of the media saw that coming in terms of, you know, you know, being a teammate of his, was that a, was that a a rise that you all kind of saw coming? I mean, you know, seeing Lamar go from uh, a solid promising quarterback to the most exciting player in college football history. Listen, that man, (laughs) 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 that man is the best ever. When I tell you he's the best ever. Okay, so people don't, like, I don't think people talk about this because Lamar, he could have tucked his tail early because, you know, the Auburn game, the the first play of the game, Lamar Jackson's first play of his whole college career. Wasn't it an interception? He threw an interception, and I'm like, "That's what I thought." I, 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 I totally forgot about that. Kudos to you for bringing it up. I knew that. I was like, "Man, what is he doing?" And then, because I'm running <laughs> down the field, on the, yes. So I'm running down the field on the right side. So he just chunked it up to James Quick on the on the, on the left. I'm running down the field on the left side. He chunked it up to James 
on the right. And like and I seen him walking off the field and he had his hands and he's had his face in his hands and I'm like, yo, because I've been a freshman before and I didn't want to make no right. Man, like when I told you he was on the sideline, like, wait till I get back in, wait till I get back, I'm about to go crazy. I'm like, yo, this man is 17, 18 years old, and he's playing against Auburn. And then he did it, and I'm like, yo, like, and he's the most humble person ever. That's what's going to, that's what's going to, he's always going to succeed because of that, because Lamar, you would never not, you would never know that Lamar is a millionaire. You would never know that Lamar is a strong quarterback for the Ravens. Like, he's the most humble person ever, and he works harder more than anybody else. Like he is probably he's the best player that I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, it, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Play, you I, say that I played with Donnie Manziel. I played with Mike. I played with a lot of players, but like he, 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 he's different. You know, you know, it's those players that's just different. Like that's a yeah, lot of players that's just, really good. Just simply built different. He's yeah, yeah. God, God, God said, yeah, you, you are one of the ones. He said you're gonna be special. And talking about special, <laughs> yeah. but. You know, I, I, you know, his his coming out game. You know, I like to think of his coming out game as as the game against Syracuse. I mean, you could probably make it against Charlotte, but that could have been possibly you know expected with um, how how you know they weren't necessarily all that good. But Syracuse and that hurdle was huge, and I was I knew at that point that there was something special about this guy. And then Florida State and college game day arrives and Lamar goes absolutely berserk. And, you know, not even not only even Lamar, like the whole team went berserk. Like, I mean, yeah. talking about a trouncing from opening to beginning, or I'm sorry, yeah. beginning to closing. I mean, yo, when in your opinion, yeah, when, when in your opinion did you think or maybe in your teammates as well that this guy possibly has a chance to win the Heisman Trophy? Um, So... I know we're gonna talk off air one day, and I promise you we probably gonna get probably, but we can get Lamar on Facetime one day. Listen, Lamar, let's go. Hey, hey, yeah, that's fine with me. Lamar would tell Lamar would tell you the summer before the season started when we was in in, in like summer camp and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we was in fall and we were in fall camp, and me and Shaq walked over to Lamar. We was like, you know, you are gonna win the Heisman. And he was like, yeah, I hope so because you know he, he was a little kid with a little afro with braces, so like he was like, yeah, I'm like. You're going to win the Heisman. Obviously, I've seen it before. I played with a Heisman quarterback, so I know exactly how they look. I know exactly the attributes. I know everything he had, every single one of them. I played with Johnny Manziel. They played the same styles, but I think yeah, Lamar was faster. I think Lamar had a stronger arm. I think uh, what they would what say about Johnny is because Johnny played against the SEC and Lamar played mm-hmm. in uh, the ACC. So that's the only argument. Obviously, Lamar is way more talented, but Johnny is a goat too. But yeah, we, we told we, me and Shaq told Lamar that he was going to win a Heisman the summer before the season, before we played Auburn. We knew it, and we, that's crazy. We I mean, what, what, what are some of the comparisons between you know Johnny and Lamar? Like you talk about how similar they are. When, when you uh, talk about similar, what are what are we talking? Is it the way they carry themselves? You know, just their you know unique skill sets? Is it a little bit of both? They never got tired. Like, them the only two players I've ever played with that never got tired. Like, they never ran out of gas. They never, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, and they, was just, they they never got tired. That's one thing that I noticed between both of them. They never got tired, ever. That's interesting you say that. And I want to kind of turn to, you know, Lamar now. 
obviously um, since leaving the university, um, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to get, I guess we'll touch on the statue a little bit. Uh, there's been, you know, it was kind of always assumed it was coming. Um, but I think, you know, it became much more of a real phenomenon with, uh, with, uh, Athletic director Vince Tyra came out and said, you know, Lamar is getting a statue. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You know, obviously, you know, I'm not going to even ask if you think it's justified. But um, <laughs> now I, I want you to talk about, you know, Lamar the person. Because Lamar as a football player is one thing. But, you know, a, as I, you know, often commonly say, you know, athletes are more than just athletes. You know, they're people too. And a lot of times, yeah. you know, what, what makes them special is more so what they bring to the table in terms of personally than what they do athletically. So, and you know, you have, you know, an inside look at Lamar being, you know, his teammate for a handful of years. Who is Lamar the person? Because we know who Lamar the player is, but yeah. what makes Lamar so special as a person? He's just the most humble person ever. Like, like I, I talk to Lamar every other day, even if it's on Snapchat or whatever, like, text message like every other day i talk to him like literally like no matter what time i message him or whatever he don't like and he could have easily like went to the nfl and won the mvp and not continue to write back you feel what i'm saying like that's yeah. some people do that some people are not lamar and they go and they got drafted in the sixth round and just cut everybody off like but he just he just real like whoever was real with him he real with them like right he's just he's the most genuine like down to earth person ever. Like it's it's so crazy. Like and he's so young. Like I I don't know if I could have handled it at a age that he, that, that he is right now. Like everything his all his accomplishments. He was so young doing it. He kept his composure. He still went out there and played. And he still stayed to himself. And his mom like is the most <laughs> person ever. Like it's just everything. Like everything mm-hmm. about how he thinks and like how he, how humble he is. Like. And then he and then he goes out there and plays. So that's why I think he plays so good because he's not trying to be nobody else. He's just Lamar. He's he just trying to be the best version of himself. Yes, he loves the people he grew up with. He's he gonna stay true to everybody. So if you're true to him, he's gonna be true to you. He's just a, he's just a really genuine person. And one of the most humble people I've ever met in my life. Right. In, in terms of, like I, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about him now because obviously you mentioned his age. I believe, you know, I'll have to be corrected if I'm wrong, but I believe he's the youngest unanimous MVP in NFL history. Yeah. Um, that season was amazing. Last season he's been good too. But it seems like, you know, the the disrespect that he received in college, you know, you know before he even stepped foot in the NFL, people were – I'm not going to say preying on his downfall, but definitely, you know, trying to predict it, saying that he should have switched to wide receiver, and then he shows out a quarterback, and people try to backtrack quicker than uh, – or backpedal mm-hmm. quicker than Darrell Revis. So, but um, yeah. I, I got to ask, you know, you knowing Lamar, is there a chip on the shoulder to always, you know, because it seems like he's always going to have doubters until he reaches that promised land of winning a Super Bowl. And even even if he if he wins one, let's be honest, it's the, the doubt's going to stay there. You know, is it, you know, is it in his, like you said, you know, he's trying to prove it to himself, but is there, you know, an emphasis in his mind that you think that he's, you know, going out there, hey, let's prove these guys wrong, or is it just kind of the joy of the game and, you know, him trying to be the best him? Uh, hello, you, you mentioned Darrell Reeves. Like, did you say that because you knew that was my cousin or you just, like, mentioned it? Because no way. That's your cousin? Yes, I'm from Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. 
Like that's my that's my cousin. Darrell Reeves. The more the more you know. It's a small world. Talk about getting Lamar <laughs> on the show. We need to get Darrell Revis on the show. That that would be that would be a hit having that guy on. But yeah, some people backpedal <laughs> as quick as Darrell Revis trying to take these trash takes back. Like that Lamar, how can you, how can you watch this man? Quay, answer this question. How can you watch this man in college and think, nope, wide receiver, got to be one. Can't succeed as a quarterback, too small, uh, too thin, uh, can't throw the ball, although this man can, you know, chuck the ball flat-footed. I've never seen such unintelligent takes. And I, you know, I'm keen to believe that people don't watch him. You know, they didn't watch him at Louisville. Yo, Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm believing that people truly didn't watch Louisville. It's just hate. Lamar's gonna get better every single year. He, he's going to win MVP. He's going to get better every single year, unless he goes out there and murders somebody and go to prison. <laughs> like, well, you hope that doesn't happen. And we hope that he is. That's not going to happen. Like that, it's right. If Lamar is able to put his cleats and helmet on, he's going to get better every single year. He might go down as the best football player ever. And I'm not even exaggerating. Just because yeah, he's, of the de- he's definitely unique. Yes, and and it's not even that. Like it's just everything. Like he's not out getting drunk at the bars and all that. He's just you don't see him in the spotlight really a lot at all. That's one thing that yeah, I'm glad he, you he, mentioned because you don't see. I mean, you see him in his neighborhood down in Pompano Beach at t- from time to time. Yeah. yeah, he 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 go out and like, but like he he out drunk getting hungover. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he. Everything right. that he's doing is like honestly perfect. It's like he's if you really knew him, be like if you really knew and then you see people on Twitter and like saying like blah blah blah, like it's like weird, like you don't even know him. Like if you the people yeah. you bragging about are the same players that's like about to get shot out, like you know what I'm saying? Because they be out in front, they be doing all that. Like if you <laughs> knew him, he's gonna get better every single year. Exactly. Like, they, put some, they put some wide receivers around him, so like it's it's only up. He's going to win. He's I promise you, he's going to win MVP. I believe I, I'm. You're preaching the choir. I think he's going to be solid, but um, definitely appreciate uh, you coming in. We talked a little bit about uh, Jaquay's time uh, at Louisville and what led him to come here and what was so special about it. Uh, discussed a little bit about that opening game of his career here in that Chick-fil-A kickoff game, and then a little bit about Lamar. Before we get out of here, um, you can follow my Twitter at defense underscore. You can follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. Be sure to check out the CSZ podcast. Also, Locked on Bets, which is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, so you can get all your daily picks, blood specials, and wrong team favorite picks, along with Lee Sterling's lock on lock of the day. So be sure to follow Locked On Bets podcast on, by, or brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Uh, but that's going to do it all for us here today on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Louisville. Quay, before we get out of here, um, any closing remarks, definitely be sure to plug in your social media as well so Cardinal fans know where to follow you if they don't already. Okay, yeah. y'all can follow me at, on Instagram and on Twitter at Jaquay Savage. Um, and I miss you all. I can't wait to come back and see y'all. So if I see y'all at the game, just wave. I might come over and give y'all a hug. But I really do yes, miss sir. you all. I'm in Louisville and all that. So when I come back up there, y'all better be ready to turn up. <laughs> yes, sir. Definitely going to have to have you back <laughs> on, man. Uh, it is great having you on. I like to get your perspective on, you know, just breaking down some games in the future. Uh, but that's a uh, former University of Louisville wide receiver, Jaquay Savage. That's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.